When I found out I was pregnant with our oldest daughter, Anna, I was teaching at the time. I had been teaching for three years, and although I didn't make a a large salary as a private school teacher, I did contribute to our family greatly, you know? We counted on that for sure. And then we were adding another baby, and of course, that meant more expenses. But Matt and I had decided that I would stay at home and Although that was a very easy decision to know that I wanted to be at home raising our babies, it wasn't easy in the financial sense. And you'll hear a little bit about that as I share with you how we kind of went through that on this podcast. This episode today is not about managing our finances or anything like that. But it is about meeting you guys where you're at, knowing that as moms, we really can feel that pool between wanting to do both, wanting to be at home with our children and take care of them there, take care of our home, and make sure we're really showing up on the home front. And then also contributing to our family and using the gifts that we feel God gave us and bringing in some money to help. I definitely can understand trying to figure all of that out. And that's why I wanted to bring on our guest today, Michaela Quinn. Here at Families That Stick Together, I'm always about building strong families for you guys at the heart of that, just giving you tools to feel like you can walk away and build your family stronger, tighter, be more intentional. And I think a huge component of that is for us mothers to feel really strong within ourselves and and not give up on ourselves, not push things aside. We definitely are full of sacrifice and we know when to do that and when to put ourselves in the forefront as well. So I hope when you leave this episode today, you will just start really thinking about different things that maybe you're being called to do. Maybe some things will be laid upon your heart or maybe Nothing needs to change right now in your life, but you'll pull this episode out when you need it or you will pass it on to a friend that you think might need it. I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend and our guest, Michaela Quinn. Michaela is a wife, a mom, and a freelance expert. She was a high school English teacher who desperately wanted to be a stay-at-home mom but couldn't live on one income. Instead of getting stuck, she found a solution and now she helps other women do the same. Michaela is the host of Live Free Podcast and a freelance expert empowering moms to find freedom, flexibility, and financial stability. I know that you guys are going to pull so much goodness out of this and so much reflection on just your own strengths and how you can add something new to your family or capitalize on what you're already doing. Or again, you just put it back and pull it out when you need it. Come along, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted. Turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project. Maybe don't look at the sink. 
and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome friend with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now, my mom, who didn't start drinking coffee until she had her fourth baby, Jennifer Zumbiel. Obviously, to gather for family dinner was made for, well, families to play at dinner. So when I got this review in my inbox, I was shocked and excited and I it just melted my heart to hear. This is what it said. I had to write you. Just now I walked in the house and found my second son in his early 20s with his girlfriend and their friend sitting in the family room. Are you ready? Playing to gather. They love it. And they were talking about big stuff. I tell you all this because together allowed the hard parts of this happy love story to be talked about and it made them have the most special conversation. So this is so cool. The kids came home, they grabbed together, they started peeling stickers and it led to incredible conversation. If these stickers can do that for friends, imagine what it can do just by opening the game book and passing it around your dinner table. Check out all of our wonderful products like Together for Family Dinner, Together for Date Night, and Together for Easter, now on sale at TogetherMoments.com. Welcome to Families That Stick Together, Michaela. I am really excited to have you here, finally. Yes, Jennifer, thank you so much for having me. I am pumped to just connect with you again. I know. We have known each other for about two years now, and I've been trying to get you on this podcast. I said, sorry for flaking out. We, <laughs> I was trying to get Michaela on here, you all, since I don't even know when I started asking you, maybe October, and then everything got crazy. You're busy with all your kids. Michaela is mom to a brand new, precious little newborn, only about three months old, four months. Uh, oh my gosh, almost five. She's almost five. Yes. Okay. Sweet Caroline, yeah. almost five months old, your third baby. And it's um, just life. But here we are with Michaela and you all, I am so excited to introduce you to her. Michaela, you know, I wanted to have you on here for a lot of reasons, <laughs> but the main reason is because I think you bring mom's hope. I really, really do. Mom guilt is a real thing. It can creep in from a whole lot of angles in our days. And I think one main one is always around work and finances, right? <laughs> yeah. Either I work too much and I, I wish I had more time where I want to be with my family or I stay at home and this is so worthy and so worth it, but there has to be some way I can contribute some money to our home, right? I think we always can find ourselves in one of these camps. So mm -hmm. first, Michaela, tell us your story of how you brought hope to your own family first before you ever saw a business opportunity for bringing hope to other moms too. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I can so relate to that, that mom guilt and that, like that, that duality of wanting to be there with your kids and, and have that time, but also like wanting an income or needing an income. For me, it was 
very much, I was a high school English teacher, loved my job until my first McLaren was born. And when, when she was born, it would, I don't know if it was a mom guilt or just like, I wanted to be home with her. I wanted to be a stay at home mom. I wanted to do the fun things like go to story time at the library, go on play dates with other moms and kids, or, you know, just go to the park. And I couldn't because I was a teacher. I couldn't have that, like that time. And at that point I thought I wanted to be a stay at home mom, but talking with my husband, looking at our finances, we got married young, had kids right away. She was born nine months and three days after our wedding, just bought a house. We couldn't do it financially. And that like made me really bitter and resentful and just a not nice person when I was newly postpartum (laughs) already on top of like being grouchy from not sleeping. I was grouchy because I wanted something and I, I, I couldn't have it. And it was just her first like six months of life was a kind of a, a, a dark time. And I finally had this come to Jesus moment where it was like, either change your attitude and accept that this is just how things are or find a solution. And so I, I started find, working to find a solution because I was not like, I, I know myself and I was not going to just accept things in be happy working. I already saw how I was turning into a a bitter teacher, grouchy, and it it, it wasn't going to work. So I started searching for ways to be a stay-at-home mom, like how to be a stay-at-home mom. And everything came back to budget, sacrifice, this, sell a car, downsize, downsize your house. And I didn't want that either. So then I started looking at, okay, how to be a work at home mom. And back then, this was in 2016, there were a lot of like sketchy opportunities and there's even more sketchy opportunities out there now. And there's all, there were also a lot of like join an MLM or, or sell a product. And I'm not, I'm not knocking that option at all. That's an option that some people take and find success, but it was not something that I myself was going to be comfortable in. I'm a homebody. This was back when like joining an MLM or when, and when I say MLM, that's like multi-level marketing, direct sales, like Mary Kay or Beachbody, Plexus, those, those sort of things. This was back when in order to do one of those, you had to do like in-home parties. And I was like, I'm not going into someone's house and being all like, Hey, buy this stuff. That wasn't, that wasn't my personality. I'm very shy. And uncomfortable around new people in a way. And so I just kept searching. Finally, it's, it's a very long story, but finally I told, you know, when everyone asks you like, Hey, how's it going? How's being back at work and how's life? And you just say, Oh, great. Good. I'm great. Everything's fine. Um, I stopped being fake and just said, it's terrible. This is what I'm looking for. Um, this is what I need most people would laugh because what I was telling them was I want to work from home. I want, you know, a flexible schedule. I want to make a good income and I want to be able to do, you know, X, Y, Z with McLaren during the day. And most people would laugh, but finally I told the right person. And she told me it was my husband's cousin. She was like, Oh, I feel the exact same way. And anyways, I'm working as a virtual assistant for a business owner. And I found, you know, found her through this website. I think maybe you'll have success and try it too. So I signed up for this website, not really even knowing what freelancing was or what a virtual assistant was, but 
it was this website called hiremymom.com. I haven't been on it in a while, so I know it's still up and running, but I don't know how great the job opportunities are there now. But I signed up for that and it's, it's just this job source board where they post flexible independent contractor positions for moms that can be done around a mom's schedule, early morning hours, nap time, evening. So I signed up for that. It was a long process to land my first client. I think it was seven, seven months that I was on that website, applying, trying to land jobs. And I learned a lot in that process, but ultimately it took me seven months to land my first client. But once I landed that first client, they were paying me $20 an hour doing simple stuff. I thought I won the jackpot. I thought I won the lottery and it ended up being about $500 a month. And that was half of what I needed to make to replace my teacher income, not my teacher income, but the portion that we would save if we weren't paying daycare. So after daycare, I took home about a thousand dollars a month was working 60 hours plus a week. So I like just makes me cringe thinking, thinking about that now. And, but we needed that thousand dollars. So Anyways, this one client, I was making half of what I needed to. And then long story short, that, that my first client really changed my life and opened up this whole world of opportunities for me. And by, I landed her in August, I was pregnant with baby number two. And by April, when I went on maternity leave to have him, I was making three times what I did as a teacher, working only 15 to 20 hours a week. So I, I, I quit teaching and left the classroom and never looked back. Michaela, I love your story because it's so real and it doesn't feel like, um, like anything that anyone cannot do. It's, it's one step in front of the other and it actually just grew into where you were supposed to be and it went naturally. And I'm laughing here because (laughs) I, I wonder how my life might be different, honestly, if I had met you. And we were on the same track when my first baby was born. So Anna was born in 2007 and I left my teaching job as well because um, a lot of things lined up and I could, but it's funny because you said, how do you stay at home? A lot of things said, sell this, cut back on this, watch your budget. And this is funny because everything you said is actually kind of what I did to try to remain a stay at home mom was when Anna was born, we fully committed to Dave Ramsey Total Money Makeover, which was life-changing for us. I, oh my gosh, I attribute that to so much goodness in our life because it totally shifted our money perspective, changed our whole lifestyle as far as being debt-free, all that kind of stuff. So that was amazing. But we did go that route. I did um, do MLM. I sold for Arbonne, which I probably have never said on here. I actually still use their anti-aging products. But I did that. And then I we wanted to go to Disney World one year. So I started working nights and weekends for a catering company. And then I worked for a homeschool co-op group so I could make some money. So I'm saying that because I, I do think that's a very natural thing for us moms to really feel that desire to be a stay-at-home mom and be with our babies and not miss out on that and be where we're called to be raising them. But we feel that, I think you use the word, this duality of a tug the other direction, and it's very, very true. So I. I do wonder, had I 
caught up with you, would I be down this freelance route as well? Which I think is incredible. And that's why you're here today, because I, I, I see this as such a, a viable option for mothers. It's so good. So you left us at the part of your story where you found that being a virtual assistant was doable. It was truly life-changing for you all because it was bringing money in a simple way. Yes, you worked, but it felt simple and, and very much worked into your lifestyle. Michaela, your mission is this, empowering moms to find freedom, flexibility, and financial stability. Tell us why you believe freelancing is the best work at home option for moms and also pick up where you kind of left off there with your journey to see that freelancing is such a great option. Why I think it's such a great option for moms is because there is complete and total freedom and flexibility. Like one person's business does not have to look like the others. And your goals, no matter how big or small that they are, I fully believe can be accomplished with freelancing. And like freelancing as a business to start up, there's almost no, how do I want to say this? There's not, there's not a huge barrier to entry. You know, there's very bare minimum things that you need to have and need to do. Like if you know a business owner in your personal network right now, maybe they are a restaurant or a boutique, or maybe, you know, someone who does something online, you could reach out to them and say, Hey, do you need any help with X, Y, or Z? And they could be like, yes. How did you know? And they could potentially hire you as an independent contractor. What's beautiful about freelancing is since you're not an employee, you get to control when you work, you get, so you get to control the hours for me. Um, my, my business and my like belief about work this, we could totally do another episode on this, Jennifer, but I used to think that like being a stay-at-home mom was my ideal and what I was striving for. I've since learned that I love working and I am a better mom when I work and when I have time and space to use my gifts and talents outside of being a mom. I'm going to interject real quick. I think you're right. We should absolutely do another episode on that because I think that's important. I fully believe in being a stay-at-home mom. And sorry to cut you off. I want you to get back to your train of thought. I fully believe in being a stay-at-home mom, I think there's nothing like mothers raising their children when you can, when it works out that way. And I, I certainly know that's not for everybody, but I also do think what you just said, when we have to live in our gifts too, and we are called to do different things. And, and when we, there is striking that balance for sure. But if we're not being fulfilled in who we are called to be, we're never going to show up and be the best mom for our children and the best wife for our husbands, I think too. So I think that's definitely something we could go to. If our listeners are thinking, yes, I'd love to talk more about that. I would as well. (laughs) Yeah. Let let us know because I, I just think one thing that I came to find is that there's this black and white view of what it means to be a working mom. Either you work full-time for a company or you stay home. And I didn't really want either, right? Or what I came to found, 
came to find. Um, I found that I love working. I just don't like working for someone else. I don't want someone else telling me where I have to be, when I have to do it and how much I'm going to make. And so as a freelancer, you really do get that control. When I was just starting out, my schedule looked like I would work five to 7 a.m. when my kids were still sleeping. I did that Monday through Friday. That's 10 hours of work a week. If I was charging you know, as I started freelancing that you um, got in before your kids even noticed you ever worked. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then if I did nap time when they were still itty bitty, if, if your kids are older, you can in like institute a like quiet, quiet time, one to three, go read books, go learn, go do whatever independent play time. And I would do that. So that, that was 20 hours a week. I could work without having to put my kids in daycare, without having to leave my house. And I was still able to make good income doing that. And why another reason I love freelancing is that financial stability piece. When you're, when you're freelancing, you have, you, you get to say, you get to choose how much you work. So if you want to just work 10 hours a week, awesome. That's possible. If you want to work 40 hours a week, you can do that too. But with freelancing, you are setting your rates. So it's not an employee role where the company is saying, we will pay you X, Y, Z. You get to take into consideration your personal experience and set, set your rates. And what I have found with this is there's a lot of women who maybe started staying home because what they were making as an employee, just it, it, to be out of the home, to live the working mom life, pay daycare, they would make like me pennies after that. And so they decided to stay home because, you know, why not? But they still had this amazing skill set and amazing background. And so they would, they would use that. They would start, start out, you know, entry level for a virtual assistant is 20 to $30 an hour. And they would start out there and then realize like, oh gosh, I'm really good at this one component. I'm going to focus on this and start to specialize. And so you, there's lots of different areas. If you like writing, you could specialize as a copywriter. If you like design, you could specialize as a designer. If you like social media, you could specialize there. Or if you love like the details and the organization and that sort of thing, you could specialize as like an online business manager. And when you start to specialize, you can charge, charge more and make a lot more money, um, to where a lot of women that I work with end up doubling, if not making, tripling their income, working part-time hours from home. And I just think that is amazing. Or even women who then go on to out earn their spouses, which I think is pretty cool working flexible hours from home. They get to control their schedule. It's just like, I, I love control. And so having, having that control of what work looks like for me is just a beautiful option. And there's, there's not a ton that you need. You need, you know, bare minimum Wi-Fi and a computer. Now you also need the belief that you can do this. And, you know, there's a mindset component to it, but as far as tangible items, there's no buying a brick and mortar store. There's just not a huge barrier to entry is what I was trying to say. Okay. Yes, I agree with all of that. And I'm thinking specifically, Michaela, of a story where just in the last couple of weeks, I was, so I used to have my podcasts edited. Now I edit them myself just because of whatever reason. And that's going okay. But I 
get frustrated with it. And I was talking to a really good friend about it. And she jokingly said, well, I thought it was a joke. She said, well, I'll edit them for you. And I said, ha ha, that'd be amazing. I'd love for you to edit them. And then I said, wait a second, are you serious? <laughs> she said, actually, I would really love to do that. I have no clue how to do it. So if you teach me, I will. And I said, you know, yeah, I could absolutely teach you how to do that. And that would be a total win-win. I'd be so happy to pay my dear friend to do this. I'd trust her. I, it's easy. If I could learn it, she could learn it. So I'm just saying this for everyone sitting out there saying, well, I don't even know what my skill set would even be is I'm sure for you, for you, well, you got on that website, but for a lot of your clients and students in your course, it probably comes from someone they know, right? Where they just reached out to them even and said, I can help you with this. And one thing leads to another. And this friend who I'm talking about, I mean, she was really interested in learning and I know her head was spinning and she was like, Ooh, then could I edit for some of your friends' podcasts and things like that? And I said, absolutely. If, if you learn my software and they use it, it'd be easy. So I'm just putting that out there. And with this, I know there's people listening right now who are saying, this is really making my head spin on all the things I definitely could do. I can see how this can totally work in my life. It could bring less chaos. It could bring more fulfillment. But honestly, I have zero ability to help someone with their business. I have never even worked in quote unquote business. So I'd love for you to speak to that mom. Tell her why someone like one of your students, Sydney, who I saw, has a quote on your website that says this. It is totally doable, especially coming from someone who had no background at all in business, no background at all on how to market my service services. This has been life changing. Speak to that mom, Michaela. I was that mom too in the beginning, honestly, because my background was in education. The only jobs I had were either babysitting or nannying or I worked at the Boys and Girls Club as a team program coordinator. Nothing to do with business, I thought. And in that belief, honestly, like that's one of the first beliefs you need to crush and understand that you do have valuable skill sets no matter what your experience is or isn't. Like that is number one, one of my biggest, biggest beliefs. Everyone can do this. I like to help people get started with what their skill set currently is. So some people, yes, might have business background. Maybe they do digital marketing in their day job. You could get started as a digital marketer, as a freelancer. Maybe you write a lot. You could get started as a copywriter. But for those of us that don't have like that experience or that background, what I like to walk them through is, and maybe is it okay if I kind of walk through that on the podcast so they could go through this process to kind of see for them. Oh yes, please. This would be so helpful. Okay. So the first thing that you, I have people do is, um, just brainstorm. Okay. What are all the jobs that you've had in your, in your life? You know, whether it's your current job or job when you're in high school, what were those jobs? Write them all down. And if you're stay at home mom currently, that counts as a job. No one's paying for you, paying you for it, but it, it, it counts. So write that down. And then what I want you to do next, step two, is to, for all the jobs you wrote down, pick like your three to five favorite, which ones, which ones were your favorite. And then for each of those that were your favorite, do at least three. I want you to think about step, step two would be to think about, okay, what were the 
tangible things that I had to do each day to do that job. So for example, as a high school English teacher, the tangible things that I had to do each day to do my job were, I had to conduct class. (laughs) That's what I did. I had to conduct class. I had to plan. I had to plan and prepare what I was going to do each day. And then also, what else did I do? Um, Communicate with parents, communicate with other staff, grade papers. There's more to it, but that's on a you know bare minimum. That's what I did each day as a teacher. So do that for three to five of your favorite jobs and write down just what were your tangible responsibilities? What were your day-to-day tasks that you had to do each day? Um, and then step three would then, once you've done that for at least three to five of your jobs, step three would be for each tangible thing that you wrote down. And I, I call those things that you wrote down in step two, those tangible tasks, I call those your hard skills. Either you do it or you don't. You know it or you don't. But then for step three, I want you to look at each of the hard skill or each of the tangible tasks that you wrote down. And I want you to think about what is your soft skill or your personality strength that allowed you to excel at that task? So for example, and and this is where I think a lot of people stop. They look at their hard, hard and fast, like black and white experience of what they've done. And if I look at this planning, prepare lessons, communicate with students, um, conduct class, I look at that and I'm like, there's no way that applies to helping a business owner. Like all I can do is be a teacher. And if I, if I'm not teaching, I can't make money. That is so wrong. And the next step I think really would help you to, to see what you could bring to the table. So I went through this and looking at like, okay, number one was conducting class. Well, to be a good classroom teacher, to conduct class well, I had to be number one, a multitasker. And I also had to be a problem solver because if you've ever been in a classroom and you're up there, even if you have the best plan, it's never going to go according to plan. Someone's going to be picking their nose, like throwing something out the window, or you think you have the most exciting lesson and everyone's like falling asleep. So you've got to problem solve and think on your feet. Okay. What can I do to improve this. So, okay. Problem solving is one of my, my soft skills. One of the things that allowed me to do that hard, that hard, hard skill. Well, another was another one was with planning and preparing. I'm super creative. I was teaching the ancient literature texts. I had the pleasure of teaching Beowulf and the Iliad and the Odyssey and all this old stuff that kids could care less about. But I had, I was very creative and had a had to find ways to make it interesting and engaging for them. And I like to tell all my clients when I was, you know, moved on to social media management, if I can get my students, my high school kids talking about Beowulf, I can get your audience talking about whatever it is you want. And so my soft skill is, is creativity and and building community and, and starting those conversations. And so start to go through that for each of, of your hard skills. And you'll, you'll start to see maybe um, you'll start to see that you are very organized and detail oriented and nothing goes, you know, that's not one of my personal strengths. I'm like small details, not me and big picture, but you might have different soft skills. So that's step three. This bonus question with Michaela is brought to you by Together for Easter. This product helps you connect with your family in a deeper way through the small moments you find each day of the Easter season. For many centuries, Christians have used the time before Easter, which is Lent, as a time to prepare for Easter. 
you will find this non-denominational tool to be a unique way to celebrate the meaning of the season, grow closer to one another, and feel renewed. If you have younger kids, don't forget to add your Ford Little Ones sticker page designed especially for ages 2 to 8. Visit TogetherMoments.com slash shop and shop your Easter products today. Your journey with Together for Easter begins Ash Wednesday, which is February 17th this year, and ends on Easter Sunday, which is April 4th. And if you don't begin this date, you can adjust it to fit your family with the calendar card insert, but be sure to order today. Okay, Michaela, this one is from Together for Easter. Here is your sticker prompt. Discuss a time when someone sacrificed something for you. How did it make you feel? So I will, I'll say my husband, um, he has sacrificed, you know, in some ways his own career to allow me to pursue mine. And if, if there's ever anything I need, like a meeting that, that pops up or, um, an opportunity, I, I can call him and say, hey, can you work from home or come home today and, and take over so that I can pursue whatever whatever it is. If he if he's able to, he he says yes and and does that. And it just it makes me feel supported. It makes me feel makes me feel heard and supported and heard is wow, two things that are such incredible virtues that are are spouses can gift to us, I think, in in just making us feel just loved and being able to tackle the day-to-day. Now, step four then is to look back at your brainstorming from step two and three and just evaluate. What do you notice? What do you notice? What, What pops out at you here? And for some people, you might notice, hey, I actually have a really strong writing background. Or if you, you know, and you might be like, I'm going to run with my hard skills. Or you might be someone like me and notice that, okay, I don't have any, none of my hard skills really apply at surface level to the business space. Then run with your soft skills. And honestly, the soft skills, in my opinion, are way more valuable. I have my business. I hire based on personality and passion over experience all day, every day. And I will preach that till I am blue in the face. Um, Can I jump in? Yeah. I want to piggyback what you're saying right there. I completely agree with that. And when I'm referencing my friend who said, I'll edit your podcast, you'd think at the surface, why would you let someone who has zero audio abilities edit your podcast? I'll tell you why, because she's so reliable. She's such a trustworthy person. She has so much integrity she'll get it done. She will and she learn. probably has the shared mission and vision of your business and buys into it and wants to help you grow. And that is worth gold. No, no amount of experience can do what having someone who has that shared mission and vision for your business. There's nothing that there's nothing more valuable than that because you just nailed it right there. And I hope that this little conversation between me and you just shows anyone out there who doubts that anyone would hire them for anything, that this proves that us on the other side of the business, that's what we want. That's what we care for when we are willing to exchange money for someone doing something for us. Absolutely. And um, I have a team. I've been able to grow my business by, by hiring contractors and almost everyone on my team starts out. I'm, I'm their first client. And I, and I like that because, and they also come from my program. So I know that they have that 
shared mission and vision for helping moms find freedom and flexibility. And not only do they have that shared mission, but since they have that shared mission, they go above and beyond. Like it's not, it's just different. Um, So I, I really hope that helps someone see that too. Because the, all of the, the tangible things, the hard tasks can be learned. There's a course out there to learn how to podcast edit. There's a YouTube video, how to learn how to podcast episode or how to do podcast editing, but you can't teach that passion and that trustworthiness and that you, you can't teach that you either have that or you don't. So I hire based on soft skills and I think soft skills are a hundred percent more valuable than, than the hard skills. But okay, so step four back to that is is just evaluating. What do you notice? And then step five is figuring out, okay, how does this translate to the freelance space? What what do, based on my soft skills, what freelance service should I start my business with? If a lot of, you know, if you have the creativity, you the conversation, um, you maybe you have a marketing background, you could start with social media marketing. Maybe if you're an English teacher and you've been teaching English and you love writing and whatnot, you could start with a copywriter as a copywriter or a content writer. There's tons of different services, but if you are truly like me and I was, I was just lost in the beginning of like, I just don't know what this could look like. I got started as a virtual assistant, which is basically just an admin assistant. My role was to help with all of the overflow tasks that was keeping my clients from doing the things in their business that only they could do. Like answering their emails. They don't have to be the one to answer their emails. They had to teach me, okay, when someone emails this, this is kind of what we say and how we respond. But once I I learned, you know, their business, I saved them 10, 20 hours a week by taking over their email inbox. I need to hire you for that. I I, I don't do emails. (laughs) Just checking. (laughs) But I can, I can refer you to someone who would love to do that. Because, right. Because someone is doing that. Tell us, Michaela, tell us some of your, when I say students, maybe you should tell everybody out there what you offer Mm -hmm. um, to teach people about freelancing. But I want to know what some of your students have gone on to do who may have sat there right like anyone else on the other side of this saying, oh my gosh, this ex- excites me so much, but I have no idea what I can even do that someone would actually be willing to pay me for. Yeah. Okay. So um, I have tons of resources. Now my my business has transformed into helping others get started. I just saw there was such a need and people kept coming to me, hey, how can I do what you do? And long story short, in 2017, I created a, an online course and run that to help other women get started. And I've, so I've been doing this for three years. Jennifer, I think has um, links, she'll share links to my resources. If you're interested, I have a free PDF guide where I'll kind of share more, more in depth about my story and um, go through this, this process, as well as kind of highlight what are the different freelancing industries you could start with. And then there's a checklist of what you need to do to build your business. So Jennifer has that link. She'll share that I think on the show notes, but you can grab that if, if you're interested, start there. And then from there, I can share more about my program with you. It's a group coaching program, seven steps to help you build your business and, and land clients and go from like no clients, zero to if you're a stay-at-home mom now, like adding that second income back into your family without having to pay daycare, or if you are a working mom who wants to be at home more, um, I can help you replace your income 
in most cases, working less hours than, than your full-time job. And one specific, I'll share two stories. So one, and her, her full story is on my podcast too. Her name is Gabrielle Davis. She was a stay-at-home mom. Um, she, she has such an awesome story. She was a stay-at-home mom. Um, I can't remember what her background was in, but she got started as a virtual assistant and just thrived. And she kind of shares how, you know, when you go through that process, if you go through that and you don't count if you're a stay-at-home mom and you don't go through what you do as a stay-at-home mom, you need to go back and do that because that's what she did. And she saw like, okay, as a stay-at-home mom, I'm, these are the things I'm doing. I'm running my household. I'm managing that super strict budget. And not only that, I volunteer and I, I do this project and oversee this committee at my kid's school. And through that, I've done X, Y, Z. So she just realized oh, wow, like there's actually a lot more that I wasn't giving myself credit for, which is natural. We all downplay our skills, our strengths, and what we do. Um, But she got started as a virtual assistant, quickly realized that she has this potential to be a a leader in her client's business. And so she got started kind of transitioning and positioning herself as an online business manager, which a virtual assistant could charge anywhere from 20 to max out about $40 an hour. An online business manager can charge anywhere from 40 to 75 plus an hour, if not more. She just became that leadership role in her client's business, managing their the rest of their team, doing project management, helping the business owner kind of get clear on their vision, what their goals are, and helping make sure that everything was moving towards that vision. Lots of business owners like myself are idea heavy. I'm like, Ooh, let's do this. Or we can do that. How about this? Let's try this. And I have an OBM on my team who comes in and is like, whoa, 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 this is our focus. This is our goal that is going to take away from that. So let's table that for another time. And so she's, I don't know her exact income, but I know she is doing really well, but she only works uh, 15, 20 hours a week. So she has a full-time income working with a few clients and has the potential, uh, the ability to make a big difference in their business. And she works with business owners that she believes in, that she has that shared passion in, and she gets the fulfillment out of making a difference, not only in that business owner's life, but in the lives of their customers, of their students, of their community. Another student is Courtney and her episode is on the podcast as well. She was a teacher, much like myself. She got started as a virtual assistant, then started to doing doing Pinterest. And then she realized she loves working with online course creators. Her background was in education, but she also had her instructional design degree. And so she started working with people who had online courses or were helping them build their course as far as outlining what the course was going to be. And then she would help them implement and build that out. She, she shared on the podcast, she, as a online course creator working 20 hours a week, makes anywhere from at at that point, her episode went out in the summer. So six months ago, she was able to work 20 hours a week and make $7,000 a month doing work. She loved helping people make a difference and is at home and has, has that, that freedom and that flexibility. Michaela, I wanted you on here today for mostly just to encourage moms to think outside the box. Think that if they're struggling with the whole stay-at-home mom versus work, the struggle of all of that, that they can feel like there's a real, real solution. Just sitting here talking to you and I get the privilege of watching your face and we're making eye contact. I am getting really passionate about just this fact of 
like shouting from the rooftop, mama, you can do this. I promise you can believe in yourself. So give us some parting words here of what you would say to the mom who just wants this, but is so scared to take that first step. Besides all the, you know, obviously I I really do think they need to check out these links in my show notes because they're free resources just to get their mind turning. And hopefully this turns into a conversation with their spouse or with their best friend or whatever. And then, you know, when we talk these things out, we can really lay some stones for a path to take. So tell us what your best piece of wisdom here is to to just light that fire for them? I would say start, start looking into it more. Um, if you are, have that idea of like, what if I could, or can I, my answer is hundred percent. Yes, you can do this, but you have to, you have to want to. And if you want to start, start looking in, into it more, you can, you can research, you know, the freelance economy or um, the freelance industry, not only it, it is exploding and booming right now. Come join my pod, uh, my Facebook group, come check out my podcast. And I think one of the most important things that you can do is start listening to stories of other women, other moms who have done this. And on my podcast, one episode a month is dedicated to sharing a story from one of the women in my program. And not in a way that is like, Hey, you need to buy Michaela's program, but in a way that is like, Hey, this is what I, this is what I did before. Um, this is why I looked into freelancing. These were my fears. Um, this is how I've, the steps that I've taken to build my business so that you can see, my hope is that you can find a story, find someone that you connect with. And the more that you hear that and see that you start to see that, Oh, if they can, I can too. And I think that is just so powerful for then you know, hearing someone just like you is doing it, you kind of start to see how if they can, you can. And then from there, um, take small steps. And in the, the ultimate freelance guide that Jennifer links on the show notes page, um, we have a checklist. One of the last pages is a checklist. Start you, you, you can get started just with that, that PDF. That link to find out more about Michaela's free resources is at togethermoments.com slash freelance. And I think the five steps that you gave us right here in this show, I think everybody hopefully was thinking those, maybe take time to write those down. Again, those were, what are all the jobs you've ever had? Number two, write down three to five of those favorite jobs with the tangible things you had to do each day at those. Number three, write down the hard skill that you learned for each of those and attach a soft skill to it that helps you excel at that. Number four, look back and evaluate what kind of trends you notice in your your strengths. And number five, how does this translate into the freelance space? I wanted to repeat those because I think that was so good. And even you saying that made me think a lot about my own business and how I got to where I am and how many things I maybe need to go back and revisit and see, oh yeah, I should use this. Your Live Free podcast is incredible with resources. I just thank you, Michaela, for being a light in this space and really helping moms just feel so encouraged that they can do these things and really be able to, I hate the word balance sometimes because what does that even mean? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right. But 
but where you can feel good about all those different things in your lives, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. where you want to put your time and not feel like you're sacrificing a whole lot of any of it. Yeah. I, I, instead of using the word balance, I call it like, what's your ideal life? What's your ideal day and your, what is the ideal makeup of like work and family and career? What does that look like for you? And get clear on that. And you absolutely can create a business, whether it's freelance or something else that allows you to achieve what your ideal is. That's really good. I I like that perspective. Michaela, before we end here, I want to ask you the question that I ask every guest. What's one thing helping your family stick together right now? Right now? Okay. Our nanny, she is amazing. And um, I started my business thinking I have to, I have to do it all. I, to be a good mom, I have to be the one to do everything. And I've quickly learned that having help is, is okay. Having her gives me time to show up and focus on my business. And then when that time is over, I have time and space with, with my family and she's, she's just saving our lives right now. And she's amazing. I've asked this question a lot. No one has ever said that, but I feel like that just brought (laughs) us full circle because it's, you know, that is such a big piece of mom guilt, knowing when we need to ask for help, feeling okay with it and letting ourselves know that we're better for asking for that help. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's so good. Um, Okay. The last thing then is of course, tell everybody all the good places they should go to connect with you get all your resources, hear from you. Yeah. Instagram, probably um, at Michaela.Quinn on Instagram. And you can come connect. If you download the PDF and go through that process and you're still stuck, you can screenshot your brainstorm to me, send it to me on Instagram or join the Facebook group. Um, Once you sign up for the PDF, we say, Hey, come join the group and, and just share it in there. And you, you can connect and hear from other moms like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a nurse too. And this is what I, how I started. And I just think Having that that community that the the people saying, oh yeah, I was in your same shoes. This is what I'm doing now. You can do it too. Just is very 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 powerful for um, having that belief that we can do it too. That's really nice. You just said that community is so necessary when you're going through something like this, where you're really we moms definitely rely on that. And I I think that's so great that you just said, come to me, I will help you because we do need to bounce that off and to know that other people are in this space who've gone through it is so helpful. Do take Michaela up on that. (laughs) I will vouch that she will be there for you. And her community is truly amazing. I've seen it in, in the works. All right, Michaela, thank you for being here. This was so great. I feel fired up just by being in your presence and learning from you and keep doing everything you're doing. You're changing so many lives for the mothers, which essentially changes the families and definitely makes them so much stronger. Yes. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for having me on. I appreciate it. And again, for more information about Michaela's free products and learning about her freelance program, go to togethermoments.com slash freelance. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger 
families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.